Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is all about Venus and Leo going retrograde this summer. So... I've been preparing for this personally for where it is in my chart, but I'm going to give you some key dates. So if you like to write these things down or pull out a calendar, now is the time to pause, get those things sorted so you can have these dates. But look at your chart. Where is Leo? And that's where it's going to um, come through. Now, I'll give you the dates and then I'll explain what Venus is, what Leo is, and what it is together. But look at where Leo is in your chart. And if you got lots of Leo, lots of Aquarius, again, more of a focus for you. If you got some Scorpio and some Taurus, a little squaring action going on, right? And then Aquarius is opposing, but Leo, it's like on your energy. So Venus enters. Venus enters Leo on June 5th. KK. KK, cool. (laughs) Then on July 22nd, Venus will be at the degree of 28, and um, that means like the transit would almost be done, but because Venus wants to go backwards, or because Venus wants to like stop and rest, I'll say that, Venus wants to stop and rest, um, we have much more time with Venus and Leo. So it will go retrograde until... September 3rd. So from July 22nd to September 3rd, aka summer, there will be a slowing down reflective period. Then from September 3rd, this 12 degrees of Leo here, this is key. September 3rd till October 8th, okay? Then Leo is done and it, it moves on to the next sign. So, like, let's sit with this for a second. We have June 5th, July, August, September, October. We have four straight months of Venus and Leo. Now, normally Venus is in a sign for, like, I feel like four to six weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing, you know, like, four to, four to six, four-ish weeks? I think, like, four, four or five weeks. So, for four months, like, we have to do some, like – some cosmic clearing work of of what's going through. And it's nothing like transits aren't scary at all. It's just like you're going to have your focus pulled and you normally have to just kind of switch something up. So I I know this because I did some research of my own, but the last time it was Venus and Leo that went retrograde, it was in 2014. I think 2014 or 2015. And I remember what happened during my Venus and Leo in 2014. And I think it's so funny because anyway, but the last time Venus actually went retrograde was Venus and Capricorn at the end of 2021 into the beginning of 2022. 
So you can also think about that. But then I did some stuff and I was like, oh, when was the last time like Venus was in Capricorn retrograde? And it was in like 2013. So yeah. Okay, I have to tell you my little stories about the Venus because like I just go into like investigative mode with dates because I'm really good at remembering dates. I think it's why I am an astrologer. But um, I – so when Venus was in retrograde in Capricorn and like in – yeah, in 2013, like the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, I got my first ever job. So we're this world, break it down. Venus is the planet that rules like relationships, love, beauty, sensuality, like yummy, good things also rules money. And so I got my first job when Venus was retrograding Capricorn. So I started earning money for like the first time, right? I got a part-time job in retail. Then Venus in Leo retrograde, I had been working in that job for two years, like as a sales associate, but I like despised the managers. Like sometimes retail managers are just assholes and then sometimes they're really great. There's no in between. They're like great or they're shit. And it's just, maybe that's just in general for managers, (laughs) but middle management is just, oh God. And so I... I originally like got the job at this company because I did my high school co-op in the merchant, like visual merchandising. But then I was like 16 and it's like, oh, well, like I can't do visual merchandising. So, cause I'm in school. So I got a sales job, classic kind of thing for when you're 16. But in two years into it, I was graduate, like I'd graduated high school and it was in the summer. And I was like, I don't like being a sales associate. Like I don't like earning money in this way. Like I don't like it. It doesn't feel fulfilling. I just, I distasteful and there's honestly horrible management so I started interviewing at other stores but for the role of sales associate nobody would fucking hire me I remember I was such a frustrated 18 year old but then I was like wait I'm like an opening came up it was for seasonal though and I was like I want to um move back up to the the morning crew like that to help some like you know merchandising assistant and um the HR person was like so hesitant. She's like, you want to give up your like retail slot? That's like consistent hours for like a seasonal job. She's like, they might not keep you on. I'm like, I don't care. I was like, I do not like being a sales associate. I'm like, I need to leave. I need to earn money in a different way. Right. Same company, same hourly rate. I just needed to earn money in a different way. And I got, the um morning merchandising team job like assisting them and it was seasonal and then there was a point in time where my hours like were really dropped after christmas but they didn't let me go and then i just had to like i had a slow little bit i was doing school online at this point but i um didn't then i was able to get more hours but the thing is is like that venus and leo going retrograde for me like it was in my second house of money and work i was like this company's cool I don't really care what I make. Like I'm 18. They're not going to pay me a lot. It's retail. But I was like, I can't be a sales associate. I need to be a merchandising associate. And that's what the Venus and Leo cycle was. So me reflecting on the dates, I was like, wow, one was a job. And then one was um, changing the job, but not the amount of money earned, if that makes sense. So that was interesting to see from those cycles. So if you really want to sit and think what was going on, basically 2013 and then 2014 have a thing pull out an old planner and I love looking at my old like planners and agendas I think it's fun so um 
but think about, okay, what was going on with the Venus in Capricorn last retrograde, end of 2021, beginning of 2022. For me, that was more of like a relationship leaving. And then when that relationship left, then the one I'm in now, like basically begun. Um, so I have no idea what this Venus and Leo will bring for me personally, but, um, because the, yeah. So that was like a tangent running off, but it's, that's just how, like, I was going through that transit when I was like 16 years old and 18 years old, but I didn't know I was. And I was just intuitively making decisions based on what I felt inside. And I always call those like you have little nudges, little callings, and it's your intuition speaking to you and you have, you got to listen to it. And it's really cool to look back at astrology and be like, wow, yeah, that was a Venus retrograde. I was following that energy. And this one of the reasons I'm so, I believe so strong is astro- in astrology because when you look back, you're like, wow, okay. I do have some, like I have an intuition and I have cycles that I have within me and my soul knows to follow them and we need to not resist those, right? But I can't look at this and be like, oh, I have Venus and Leo going through my second house. So something's going to happen with the way I earn money. Oh my gosh, am I going to like stay at the company and get a new job? Am I going to get a raise? Like, no, I can't predict anything. I just know that when this happens. So like when we're in the retrograde period from July 22nd to September 3rd, I just have to sit in it, see what happens, see what my intuition says and flow with that energy. Right. But I can't like start, like the worst thing to do with transit is to like start making, take, like start taking action (laughs) based on something right now. If there is something that you want to happen, you know, work with the energy that that's coming through, but don't force things or don't just think like, oh, my hand. It's it's not like I can't just sit here and be like, oh my gosh, Venus is in Leo going through my second house. I'm going to get a raise, right? Like I, and then like maybe it goes through, happens and like, I don't get a raise. That's like not working with energy properly, <laughs> but you, you just have to like actually wait till you're in it, follow your intuition and just like let it let it happen. So now the degrees are important. So if you have anything in your chart that's 12 degrees Leo to 28 degrees Leo, or even honestly to 29 degrees Leo, like 10 degrees Leo to 29 degrees Leo, you're going to feel this the most, the most personally. Um, yeah. So what happens is so from June 5th, July 22nd, we're moving forward and we're like, Let's go. It's going to feel fun. Leo energy is super fun, super creative, super expressive. You're going to have like a great time. June 5th, like the energy is going to kick in. We're intuitively, we're prepping for summer. We're having fun. We're, you know, even when I think of Leo, like I just, like as I'm recording this, I'm recording this a little before June 5th. I got my facial uh, four weeks ago. I got my hair done. I got my nail, my mani-pedi. Like I'm prepping myself for summer, but it's fun. Like I got blue on my hands and my feet, my hair is more blonde. You know, you do things that kind of make you stand out a little bit more. And then, I mean, if you're a girl and you do any sort of like shaving and waxing, like you're, you're prepping in a way for like warmer weather, but you're like, you, I don't know, even the way you dress in the summer, like in Leo season, because it's warm in the Northern Hemisphere, it's warm. So, you, you know, you show more skin, you show off more and it's just more 
like, I don't know, it could be more fun. It might be a little uncomfortable and bring out so much insecurity for people, 100%. But there's also like a funness, like, right, when it's warmer, you, you can wear like, you can look like a highlighter and wear bright colors and fun, pr- fun prints and just like play with fashion. And like, it's very, that's very Venus, Venus and Leo. Um, yeah, so we're going to feel that like kick in. And then that when it goes retrograde on July 22nd, we have a more reflective period. So looking at, you know, Venus, looking at the relationships in our lives, looking at the way we relate and earn, the way we relate to money, the way we earn money. Um, You might even like reflect on your like beauty routine or how you relate to beauty standards. Um, Any Venus things like relating to your, your ability to receive or the things that you do just for you, just for joy, just for pleasure. Like it's not work. It's just something you do because you enjoy looking at those things. And then on September 3rd, when we get that momentum back and it starts going forward, you might be like, okay, I reflected for like five weeks about a relationship and I'm ready to like say something, either whether it's standing up for yourself, speaking up against something. I don't even want to say this, but you might feel like a relationship is going to end. So you, you, you make what you, you do what you need to do for that. Um, what else? Some people say like, don't get your hair done or don't get any major shifts to your appearance when Venus is retrograde because it does deal with like beauty and stuff. So maybe you can think about what you want to do to your hair, but then like get your hair done after September 3rd. (laughs) Um... Yeah, and then we have that momentum until October. It's like a long time we have this energy for like four months. Four months is a long time, but it gives you like, I love retrograde periods or longer transits because like the sun moving through, let's say Leo for like four weeks, it gives you a focus, but it's only four weeks. The sun keeps moving, right? We have our 12, our 12 zodiac seasons. The sun does not go backwards. So there's this energy of like, okay, we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. So there's not time to really change things. You're just, it's your focus shifts, right? You have a re-shift, refocus shift. However, when you have like four months or six months or like when we have like, you know, Jupiter in a sign for a year and the nodes for like a year and a half and all these things, these transits give you time to actually like focus on it, reflect make change and then like like make the change but then feel the change and see the effects of the change before it moves on to another energy right and all of these things are going to feel like what you feel what you reflect on what you're going to take action towards and then the effects of that action are like literally so personal to you and how you're going to experience the transit but that's why i i I like longer transits because four months is a good amount of time to make change Okay. Now I am a Gemini. I make changes all the time. Lots and lots of changes. But um, four months, even if you're like some, if you're like a Taurus listening to this right now and you're not like a big fan of making changes, right? Or an Aquarius or Scorpio or a Leo and you don't really like making changes, you like things to stay the way they are. Four months is a good time to even like start the process of like letting go and potentially the grief that is involved with letting go, which I don't think is like talked (laughs) a lot about, um, with particular things like 
humans need time and space to like grieve things or even be in a reflective state to even forward think that there might be grief that comes up with these things. So yeah. I don't want the episode to end on like a dark, darker note because Venus and Leo is not the the darker energy. Um, but that's that's where it went, right? So if you have any questions about this transit, let me know. You got to know what house Leo is in your chart to really know the reflective state or the focus you're going to have. But yep, Venus's themes of relationships, money, appearance, things that you enjoy, exploring your relationship with yin, basically. Things that are yin. So yeah. Let me know if you have questions. Also, if you have Venus and Leo, this is like your Venus return, which is like Venus returns are great, but also like when there's that reflective period, you might just feel a little bit more, but never be scared of Venus retrogrades. If you read anything on Instagram or articles that say like, it's not a good time to date, you might break up with somebody, like fuck all those things that is not empowering astrology. It's just be, be reflective with things. It could even be something like within a relationship where, where you're like, am I having fun with my partner? And just sitting down and talking with them, reflecting with them on what you can do to have more fun or to change up, like, you know, the things, like, make date nights more fun or maybe there haven't been date nights. You just do date nights. Like, it's not a be-all and end-all. It's just like a something's just got to shift a little bit as we move forward and as we, like, both, you know, people in a in a couple evolve and all of that, you know? Again, coming from a Gemini, we do not stay the same. We were always evolving and growing. So, okay, I will end it there. This is an empowering transit and you can have fun with it and it can feel joyful. So, yeah, questions, send them to my email or um, DM me on Instagram, whatever is easier, and I will see you in the next episode. If you really like these episodes on transits that are happening, like little forecasts, let me know. I will do more. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.